So, all right, everybody, it, it's a podcast. I think I always, I don't know why I say that, but I do. I'm I was here. waiting for the music. Oh, I can't, I don't know how to play it in. I'm oh. not that IT smart. Do you like it? I do. I really like the music. It's called like Mayberry something. Is it playing now as we're talking? It's playing now. It's going to play now right now. It's talking. Awesome. So I'm here with Paul Gordon. Like, Hi. you guys. You Okay. Paul Gordon, like, how tall are you? Six, just under six four. He's like six four. His arms are like these huge muscles, and he's just like, "Hi." <laughs> You're like, "Yeah, I'm a very meek person." You are. This is our first straight man for the Dear Maddie podcast. Damn right. But yeah, and um, so someone who's not gonna sleep with me. Uh, no. I'm fine with that. <laughs> so thank you, thank you so much. We've known each other. What? How long have we known each other now? For six six years I six, think six, I think minute to win it was like six years ago for me well yeah yeah well tell people first of all tell people a little bit about how we met we met kind of your life a little bit uh we met That's a lot I know I was I know, like right? just tell everybody everything your life my life just start with how we met uh we met <laughs> probably uh a, I'm gonna guess around six years ago um because I wasn't married yet you were not but I was engaged and I've been married Five years. You were engaged, actually. So I was engaged, and um, uh, you came in for a television show, a, a dynamite, just wonderful game show called Minute to Win It. I was <laughs> Guy um, Fieri smelled like pot. It's because Guy sm- Fieri. Sm- it was like Cheetos and pot. He smelled and like pot, sweat, the, yes, and like dirty socks. I, I've had friends who've worked on that show since then, and you probably can't say anything. But friends have. I'll told say me whatever you want. He's. They've said he was an asshole. I don't know if that's true or not. So I only worked on the first season. Okay. Right? I worked on uh, uh, the first eight episodes. Okay. And he wasn't that much of an asshole. He's just, he's prickish. But with me, I, like, I, I get it. But he was never like uh, a dick with me. But you could tell he's just very dismissive to people who he feels aren't important. Instead of acknowledge it, like that's a big thing to me. Like if someone's in a room, acknowledge that they're there. Hi. He didn't do it to me because I was his, I prepped him. Uh, for all the contestants that were about to come I mean, out. you want somebody who's like nice lines. to the PAs. and Exactly. And he wasn't exactly that. He wasn't, whatever. I shouldn't say anything bad because I never really saw him do anything Isn't bad, that but. funny too? Because he, wasn't he on Food Network Star? So he, it's not like he was a celebrity. He became something. From Minute to Win It. So after like the first, after Minute to Win It was a hit, and it was a hit. I mean, it had four or five seasons. Oh, it was fun. I fucking sucked at it. Huge it show. Fun. I quit after season. It was awful. It was... To work on it, one of the worst experiences of my life. Loved everybody I worked with. I don't want to say anything bad about the people I worked with. It was just... Really time-consuming. Time-consuming and just a monster uh, of a production. A lot of times you get like these monsters. People just see things and and they're done. And for us, there's a lot... There's just so much work. I mean, for Jeopardy, they want to change a question. They just... To a TV screen. Yeah. For this, they have to do a whole shut down fucking a setup. <laughs> like, it's a monster. It's a yeah, it's a monster. It's a, it, it was a, it was really a monster. And but back to where we met. You yeah. came and auditioned for uh, Minute to Win It, and I was down in a a like a uh, God, what a hall, like a a waiting room at NBC uh, on the NBC lot. Oh, yeah. And we had hundreds of people would come out and audition for the show, and we'd have like eight tables lined up and we had the cup challenge where we had a pyramid of cups and i was telling my stacking staff cups. yeah i would tell my staff don't even fucking bring me someone who cannot stack these cups they can't stack the cups in a minute they can't do our show blah 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 I'm like if you bring me any and i'm yelling at my staff cuz i don't want to be down there i don't want to do it anymore i just got done saying that guy fieri was an <laughs> asshole and i'm like treating my staff like shit but 
But we go around and we talk to you. We make a cut. If you don't have all your teeth, if you're drooling on yourself, if you're whatever, then, then, then we cut you. And if you're good enough to go play the cups, you have a good personality, we let you play the cups. If you can't play the cups, you're gone. Well, Matt, you couldn't play the cups. <laughs> and I just got it. done berating my, my staff <laughs> about, like, you keep, you don't keep anybody who can't play the cups. <laughs> Matt, you sucked. So, I don't think you got two cups. There's 32 cups. You got to stack them. And they're in a pyramid. You got a minute to unstack the cups. I don't think you got two cups. And you were just, oh, sugar. Oh, my Lord. Oh, good Jesus. Uh, everything else. And I'm dying laughing. I'm in the back. So I'm like uh, observing my staff. You know, my, and my staff is very like, can't have Matt. And they wanted to cut you. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? And they're like, no, he didn't do the cups. You told us. I'm like, that's bullshit. Don't listen to me. So I immediately sounded like an asshole. But then we gave you the pencil challenge. You couldn't do that either. I could I could do the one with like the screws. Where oh, you my stack God. You were them. amazing. When we got you to boot camp, that's another thing about that's, this that, that people don't know. When you did admit it to win it, we, we you, pretty much put you in a boot camp. For a week. For, for a week. For a week. And we didn't really pay you. Did we? We gave you like $100 a day or something like that? Something or, like, like $75? Uh, $75 or $50. It was <laughs> and you were in a – that's the other part of my job. I'm like, uh, I'm sitting in a, a, a studio hangar babysitting you guys, yeah. watching you float like, balloons and, and, yeah. and blow feathers in the you air. You were good but, at the balloons. Yeah, I was. I sucked at them. <clears throat> yeah, I was pretty good. That, well, when you spend um, – Hours. And, I practiced <laughs> hours. that, though. I knew I was going to – and that's what I got out on on that show were fucking balloons. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's a tough one. And the air conditioning was on, so they're moving the that's balloons true. in the studio. I was um, good at some. I don't remember them. I don't. That was just you nailed it. Like, but, look, you nailed it. Like from from get go, I saw you. I saw you in the room, and I'm like, he's OTF. What's that on the o- OTS on the show? Oh, oh that's OTS is is on the show. Like oh. OTS. If I OTS someone or one of us OTS mm-hmm. someone, um. Casting lingo. So Casting lingo. I know. So um, like four people are going to get this. But <laughs> um, if we say that, that means if an executive producer or someone or um, if they say, no, I don't like them, like we're going to fight back a little bit. Normally, if they're like, no, we don't like them, we're like, okay, I'm not going to win that battle. Let it go. We will sit there and kind of put our foot in the sand and go mm. like, look, you're making a mistake not picking this person. No one ever said that about you. No well, one ever said, you. and I'm not blowing smoke, Bless which is why I brought you in for every fucking thing I've, I've ever done. done. I know. Hey, bring in Matt. Yeah, he was just on TV. <laughs> yeah, this is illegal, but yeah, come on in. He's totally breaking the contract that he signed 30 seconds ago. Yeah, I, I remember you know? being like, well, Paul, you were like, just fucking come in, yeah, sugar. Just come in, sugar. Come on in. Question number one. Dear Maddie, I'm really having a hard time moving on from a previous relationship. I started seeing this man and things were great, although he was not fully out of his divorce. We kept things on the down low and then a few months in, he told me over and over again that he was not ready for a relationship. He moved about four hours away for a job last summer and we've had sporadic contact since then. I helped this man financially and emotionally through some really tough times. As a way to move on, I texted him a couple of months ago to ask him to repay me the $300 he owed me. He sent me a check for $100 with loan written in the memo line with no note or anything. I know he is moving on, but I sure am having a hard time. I truly loved him, and I still cry myself to sleep thinking of the way that I let this man use me. What do I do? This is from Kiki, 39 years old. Hi, Kiki. Hi, Kiki. Sugar. Yeah, so... You got used a little bit. I'm sorry, sweetheart. I have four sisters. I was raised by 
Okay. I, I grew up in a major. No dad. Not that my dad was. You know, they got divorced. The whole mm-hmm. thing. So I grew up in a very. All four of the boys uh, grew up in a very matriarchal society. We watched female movies. We watched listen to women's music. Mm-hmm. What they said, we did. Mm-hmm. And when I would listen to my sisters talk, especially about relationships, because we had that house, that very comfortable house where all the friends would come over. Like we Mm -hmm. just had, this always happened. Women, Mm -hmm. you know how men are dumb? Men are fucking dumb. Women hear what they want to fucking hear. Because this guy told her when they first started having sex, I do not want to date you. I don't want a relationship. Mm. When a man says to you, at any point, I don't want a relationship, guess what? He doesn't want a relationship with you. That is exactly, listen to what a man tells you. Uh, it drives me insane because they're like, no, no, but he's so nice and we're around. But he, he already let him off, himself off the hook by saying, mm-hmm. I don't want a relationship. So anytime you bring up like, hey, should we, he's like, why are you doing this? Mm-hmm. I already told you I don't want a relationship. Yeah, but you're there for me emotionally. You come over and watch movies. We cuddle. We, Yeah, but to him, it's not a relationship. Mm-hmm. I said to every woman, <laughs> this is going to sound bad. <laughs> uh, the first thing I used to say to girls when I would meet them mm-hmm. is, I don't want a relationship. I don't want a relationship. If you want a relationship, I'm not the guy for you, blah, blah, blah. I don't want a relationship. I don't want to date, da, 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 da. The one woman... I never said those words to was my wife because I wanted a relationship. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? I think that is really spot on. I mean, I can't, I can't speak of how women think because you know, I mean, I guess I can, but I think it's a cultural thing of the whole marry the man today and change his ways tomorrow kind of aspect that we can divorce the next day. Yeah. That people can change (laughs) or that, well, they and I've caught myself doing that a little bit. I, and, and I only did it like when I was dating this guy. We were only like five dates in, and I caught myself going, "Uh, I'm talking myself into things instead of actually hearing what he says." Yeah. And whether you need to kiki like next time you're dating someone, like actually write down what they because I think a lot of times we hear it, then we interpret it to our head, and then by the time it gets to our heart, it's already discolored. Yeah. And honestly, like in reading this. I feel bad for you that you're going through pain, and I feel bad for you in that this isn't actually about you. Like, this isn't about him not wanting you. It's that, like you said, he didn't want to be in a relationship. So I hope that you can listen to this and be like, you're kind of off the hook. Like, this isn't about what you're not good at, Mm -mm. that you're not this type of person. I think, like you said, I do think that when you click with someone, you click, Mm -hmm. and you just know... That Shamar Moore and I are going to have a better time together. Look, he was a dick for taking her money when he knew now, there was no rela- – like he is so in the wrong. Now, that's where he's like, yeah, it's douching it in up. The wrong. Yeah. Like, dude, what are you doing? Like, you know, like if you know you're not going to have a relationship, relationship. Like, don't, don't take money from someone. The responsibility is not all on you, Kiki. I didn't no, mean that. But no, obviously he was- he's a f- – well, I felt like I kind of attacked Kiki. A oh bit no, too. not a, Kiki. We love you. We You're love like, you. Kiki. We want you to win. You're in the right. You're but, in the right. But like when when a man a man is gonna tell you honestly, like a man is gonna tell you everything you need to know. Men are dumb. A man is gonna say to you if he doesn't want a relationship with you, he's going to say, mm-hmm. "I don't want to date right now. I don't want a relationship." Blah blah blah. If a man doesn't get your door. If a man isn't sensitive to your needs, if a man isn't listening to what you say, if he's not picking up on cues that 
that um, that you're kind of throwing out there that are pretty friggin' obvious. Mm-hmm. Guess what? He does not care about you enough to hear them, listen yeah. to them, act on them. To it's not like he hates you as a person. That's not what I'm saying. Like all men, fucking it's because that's the way it can sound. Mm-hmm. But if a man really cares about, like, like if you're if my my friends, me. I can really only speak on me, but like my brothers and mm-hmm. the men that date that married my sisters. Um, when a man loves you and when a man wants to be with you, it's going to be pretty pretty obvious. It's not going to be hard to tell. You, you, it's not going to be like men are I not don't subtle. Know how, no, they're not subtle. None of them are. None of them. And are. if they seem like I don't, I can't read them. He's very distant. He's distant because he doesn't want a relationship with you. Yeah, he's distant because all he wants is sex or all he Mm -hmm. wants is uh, attention or all it's the same, same goes for men, Mm -hmm. you know, same goes for Mm -hmm. when my guy friends are chasing girls, they're never going to get. And it's like, dude, she's, you know, it's the attention. It's, it's, you have to listen to what people are telling you. You have to, you stop lying to yourself. Yeah. And I think like, you know, on a personal level, I do believe that, we do get in life and relationships what we're putting out there, what we want. Yeah. And I think for you, Kiki, like, not that there's any wrong with being in anything. Like, I'm not in a judgmental moral way of being in a relationship with somebody who's not out of a divorce or anything like that. The, the, I'm not in a judgmental way. But, and in just like a logistic way, you're aligning yourself with someone who's unavailable. You just are already from the get-go. So I'm kind of like, Kiki, there, you know, I would... I know it sounds silly, but I tell this once to a friend who was kind of a serial monogamist, and he was always in shitty relationships with shitty relationships. <laughs> and I said, you need to make a list. I said, write down what qualities you want in a person. And I know that sounds stupid. I said, but really write a list. Like, who's your dream person? Be as fucking Disney princess or whatever you want or as gritty. Just write the list. And he called me two days later. He said, I wrote 100 things. on <clears throat> and, and I said, okay, and how many things does your boyfriend have? And he said, one. He's hot. And that was it yeah and that was a good way like it sounds like i don't know i mean i don't know your life that much it's i think what do you do is that you figure out what you want without another guy in the mix right now like what type of guy and how you want to be treated because then you have when you know how you want to be treated in a relationship if somebody's giving you mixed messages you're gonna be like okay so shit or get off the pot or tell me what's going on if not i'm out because that's cool i'm just gonna let's not waste time that's exactly it like at if you're vague about what it is you want or, yeah. you know, then it's your friggin' fault. Not that you are, Kiki. I'm, like, I'm not saying that. But if, if people are vague about, you know, oh, I don't know why he doesn't like me. I said, well, did you ask him? Mm-hmm. No. Well, did you tell him how you feel? No. I don't want to. I'm afraid I'm going to scare him off. Well, what's well, the alternative? Yeah. You, more so. days like this where you come into work and you don't fucking work yeah. and you read into a text that... He sent you where you're going into a tizzy because he just said, I'm getting breakfast. And you're like, what does that mean? I'm yeah. getting, you know, it's like, <laughs> holy I mean, re- shit. Like relationships are, I think, grounded in either like, it's pretty simple. They're grounded in fear or love. So well, either you're scared this person's going to leave yeah. or do this or do that. That's probably not the relationship. And this sounds like there's a lot of fear. Well, I'm loaning you money, but this and you're, oh, we had a mic problem. We had a mic problem. I fix it. That's I all right. Think. But I, I, yeah, I just think that. Kiki, figure out what you want. Yeah, Yeah, figure out what you want. What kind of man do you want? And when you sit down on your next date or whatever it is, 
you don't have to say, I want to get married tomorrow and I want 10 kids or whatever it is. But you need to be honest about like, hey, here's what I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. Are you that thing? Are you looking for something similar? Now, that doesn't mean sit down and say, I'm looking to get married. Will you be that guy? That'll scare off every guy. But if you're honest, like, look, I'm looking for someone that wants to get into a committed relationship who, uh, you know, wants to really eventually settle that. Like, these are things that I am, am personally looking for. If you're not honest and upfront about what you want, the and maybe you were. Maybe you yeah, were. Yeah. We can't tell from the but, question, no, but yeah. I, but I just want to say I think you're kind of inferring as I am too. Usually, when there's confusion in a relationship, both parties, if if somebody's gonna, it's gonna start truth rather. He and wasn't call confusing. It he told her outright, "I don't want a relationship." Well, to him, I think as a guy in the beginning, yes, but I think then, like, no, as a guy, that gets you off the hook. However, though, I think if you start helping someone financially... I know. I'm telling you how dickish guys oh, think. Oh, 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 yes. Hey, I said I don't want a relationship. Oh, yes, I'm not saying true. he's right. What I'm saying is he always has that to go like, hey, I always said I didn't want a and relationship. And some guys do that. They say, I say this, but then their actions don't match that because... Without a doubt, all the time. Yeah, he shouldn't take money, but... Yeah. No, so, he shouldn't have taken money. He's a dick. Kiki, Consider send, yourself lucky Yeah, that send he us left. another question like in a couple of months and... Let us know how you are. I'll email Paul Gordon. We'll talk about it. Yeah, like be happy he left. He took your money. That's a really yeah. Big and you know move. what? Yeah, another thing. Somebody you're close to, and they ask you to loan. Gross. If the, yeah, it is gross. And one of my friends told me once. He said, "Just consider it a gift. And if they pay you back, that's great. But if you're gonna do it, just consider it a gift." I'm the same way. Like if I'm giving you something, then and you say, "Oh, I'll pay you back." No, like, I don't. Like if I'm giving you something, it's yours. Yeah. I'm not asking for it because that's when it gets gross and weird. Yeah. Next question. Dear Maddie, Fifty Shades of Grey is a terrible book. I know this. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I know this. However, it has made me experiment with my more adventurous sexual side. I actually love it when my boyfriend ties me up and we even went and bought a whip. Crazy. Here's the thing. Do I tell my two girlfriends this? I know other women feel this way, but one friend is more religious than I and the other can be judgmental. I would like to tell them, but I don't know. And this is from Carrie, age 35. I'm not into whips. I don't like pain. But uh, I'm into people, definitely people like experimenting Sexually, yeah, that's a carry you go with your bad yeah. self. Good Hell for yeah. you, good for you. Your boyfriend, there is like the four others. Actually, I found the most people that tell me they wa- they listen to the Dear Maddie show are straight guys for some reason. So, I'm one of them, yeah, you are. And so, um, Patrick Hine, who designed my website, PMH Media, wonderful guy. But seriously, uh, they're probably all like, Yes, <laughs> women get into that, like, they're like rejoicing right now. I don't know, they're mm-hmm. like. I'm, I'm curious a little bit, like, why she wants to talk to her girlfriend. Not if there's anything. but I mean, I guess you just want to, like, share or – I feel sorry for it because I'm thinking if you don't feel like – this isn't anything bad. And if you feel like you can't talk to your friends about this because they're going to judge you, then you probably have douchey friends. Or uh, you don't really trust your friends or you're scared of your friends' judgment. On you, like if they're judging you for something that you and your boyfriend, who you, I'm guessing, love very much, and you're doing it in the privacy of your own home, you're not hurting anybody. Or you like his penis. Or you like his penis. I've been there. I've stayed in some relationships (laughs) for that. Um, Here's the thing. Don't worry about them being religious, because in my my line of work, I talk to uh, literally about 35,000 people a year. And some of the most religious people are the freakiest people <laughs> in the world. Like your religious friend might be like, oh, girl, do you want to borrow my whip? I have a dungeon downstairs. 
Like she might really get into it because a lot of religious people are not a lot. That, that that sounds bad. Some religious people are really repressed, and when they feel comfortable with someone like their partner or mm-hmm. whoever, they can really let some of that repression go. This is just off of based off experiences that, <laughs> of people that I've interviewed talking not yourself, throughout the no. years. Not <laughs> not myself. No, I was a virgin until I met my wife. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, don't. It's scary that you'd be afraid to tell your friends. Well, you know what? I sometimes, you know, I had a, uh, one of my friends say this to me, but sometimes what we imagine in our head is actually worse, worse. than the reality. Yeah. So, again, kind of look at, be like a, maybe in a, in a detective, so to speak. Like, look at the evidence. Like, okay, so my friend, I don't know your friend's name, Carol, whatever. She's judgmental. Is she really judge? Like, is she going to be judgmental about this? Or is this you just fearful to talk about it? Dude, you went through this. I mean... You went through. Oh, you had yeah, to come oh, out to oh, your friends. Yes, I had to come out. Yes. Hey, guess what, guys? I know you all like pussy. I'm a I'm, big fan of dick. Yeah, I did. Dick, 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 dick. So that had to be yeah. scary for you, and that wasn't even like. Yes, I actually was the most scared of my uh, my best friend Sean Farrell. How do you think? Who's it? still my best <laughs> gay joke? Um, <laughs> <laughs> he was like we best friends since we were kindergarten, and I was so rot with no, like just. I mean, I was nervous with my family and stuff like that, but like you know, I knew my parents were gonna love me and all that kind of stuff, but. He, but I was like, so I just want to let you know that I'm gay. And he was like, oh, okay. And he's like, for like how long? I was like, well, you know, my whole life, but I came out like a couple of years ago. He's like, that's cool. And then he stood up, he's like, I want a beer. Do you want a beer? And that was it. And it wasn't that he, I mean, he's talked to me about it, mm-hmm. but he literally was, it was literally just like I said, hey, I'm thinking about coloring my hair brown. <laughs> and he was like, cool. How come you want to do that? I was like, I don't know. I want to look like, I don't know, Ben Affleck. He's like, okay, cool. Do you think he beer. knew? I think. I mean, I remember when I was a little kid, I was obsessed with Wonder Woman. Hello, I have Wonder Woman. And so I used to play Wonder Woman. I think he knew something was up when I got really upset that he wanted to be Batman and not Batgirl. <laughs> he was like, dude. Because he's like Mr. Like, jock. And, but he, I think he knew. He, the reason I never got beat up in school or anything like that, I think I had a great high school, is because my brother was older than me, and he would like full-on kick anybody that's ass that touched me. But then after my brother graduated, my best friend Sean was like, I mean, people would say something, and he, would, he was really popular, and he would just fucking put them in their place. Mm-hmm. So I really have, I really truly believe that I have two older brothers. But yeah, so, so you, you know. So you kind of get I'm, where she's coming from? With well, the... Paul Gordon, you're like a therapist. I just had there because I realized, what's the worst? Your friend's going to be judgmental, say, oh my God, that's weird. And then that night, your boyfriend's going to give it to you, and you're going to be in ecstasy. Like, oh well. Even if you Her don't loss. tell them, it's kind of fun to have secrets. I know. Well, yeah. I you know? Yeah. It is nice. It's super nice. Especially with the person that you love. Like, mm-hmm. we have this thing, and, you know, it's, like, fun, and it's our little thing, and, you know, I'm not getting at anything here. I'm just No, I'm this. just... Yeah. Well, and also, too, like, yeah, like, if you haven't talked about your do this with your boyfriend, like, a lot of times we like things, and things are wonderful, and we want to just kind of emotionally vomit them. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Just, let me tell you yeah, how let me tell awesome you how, this thing is. Let me t- yeah, and I'm like, just take your time, sugar. Mm-hmm. Just take your time. And good for you. I can't. I was with the one. Keep guy going, I say. Whip once, yeah. I was like, I can't. I can't do that. I can't. It's painful. I don't like pain and hair pulling. Once the guy pulled my hair and it, I pissed. Oh, it's. I don't like you pain. You pissed when he pulled your no, hair? No, no, I'm not into that. I don't think I would be in. I've never done anything like that. No one's ever peed on me. Hi, mom. Yeah. Hi, mom. No, Listen to the, the podcast. The whole BMs and the. No. Not a fucking no, chance. No. I have I'm, a hard enough time changing my son's diaper. Yeah, I just. One time I was 
like have any date with this guy, but date, I mean a hookup from Grinder. This was like two years ago. <laughs> and um but it was a date mom. And um but he showed up to the door in like a schoolboy outfit and I was like, No. I'm really just <laughs> sorry, like I just I, I'm th- you're forty. Like I can't He like, was forty? Or he was like thirty five or something. I'm like, no. Like he was wearing like little knicker shorts. With like the socks, like it's not as if we was talked he, like, about sucking it. on a lollipop. Too? No, we should have been like I thought he was just going to come over and like we're going to have a beer, you know, kind of chat, you know, play Monopoly, mom, and um, <laughs> and so anyway, but then with that, I was like, all right, all right, yeah. So you said anyway, no, you shut the door I, on him. I didn't shut the door on him. He came in actually and talked, and I, I, I did the whole like you seem really cool. I have to admit, I'm getting just more of like a friendship vibe from you, and. I'm pretty honest with people. I like fucking gay men have it so made. Yeah, I I even now like this, you know this go back to maybe like for you Kiki like I've s- several times like I've met with people or whatever even like dating you like Tinder and I try to put pictures up that look like myself and all that shit but then you meet people and they're like you know what like I've had people say you seem really cool I'm just not into it and I kind of look like, like a lot of people get upset by that oh the first date and I'm like it's like an audition when somebody doesn't pick me. They don't know me. They've yeah. met me for like 10 minutes. It's not about me. It's like they're just not into it. It's personal. It's not personal. Yeah. It's personal because it is you as a person, but it's not personal. It's not like I'm doing this because I want to hurt you. Yeah. It's more I'm doing this because I don't want to hurt you. Yeah, exactly. And you so know, like, yeah, I'd rather be honest. Yeah, I'd rather be honest. You know, casting, you break up with people all the time. Every fucking Every day. fucking day. And it sucks. It really sucks. It does. You have to be. I gotta tell you, I'm not very good at it because I never broke out. I never dated <laughs> you, anybody in my have, life. That's what you have your assistants do. Yeah, because you're you were a virgin until you got married. I literally, my wife was really. I'm air quoting here. She was the first person I ever dated. It makes because I haven't dated somebody seriously in like 12 years. Because I'm like, I just don't want to spend the time. Like it's a lot. Of, like I, I know if I when that's I get what, in, I when I get in a relationship. I'm gonna fucking do it. It's the, when With you're the, in the right one, Matt. It's it's not hard. It's not hard. It's really not hard. I when we were that. when we were together and we were dating, there is nothing difficult about our relationship. And it's not like people look at mine. And our friends do some some of our friends, but some of our friends look at mine and my wife's relationship and they're like, "Oh, you guys have such a good relationship. It's so easy." It's like it's not easy. We we work at it. And we care about each other a lot, and we put in the work to make sure that the relationship is good, but that's why it's easy. Yeah. Because we put in the work to make sure, you know what I mean? Relationships are not hard when you're in the right relationship. If you're talking to someone, or if you're like, oh, God, my relationship's so hard, you're in the wrong fucking relationship. It shouldn't be hard. It shouldn't be hard. Uh Uh-uh. Let's do the next one because I think it's interesting. It's that We did this question actually a couple of weeks ago with my friends Drew Drogan and Colleen Smith. They're not. We were all three single people talking about it, and yeah. I thought, I want to get your perspective on sure. this. So, dear Maddie, I need a vacation, but I don't have the money to really go anywhere. I'm a stay-at-home mom, and I work only part-time. If I'm honest, I want to take a vacation without my kids and my husband. I love them, but I need a break. I know I should be an independent woman and make time for myself, but I don't want to tell my husband I need a break because I'm worried he will be dis- disappointed in me. And he might not parent my kids as well as I do. What do I do? This is from Felicia, 38. Look, you're living this life. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I really am. Like, but we're honest with each other about. It. Like, we're super. We're v- my wife and I very honest. Not 
I hate to sound like whatever, but we're like really honest with each other about shit. I think you should. We have If there's one person in your life you could be really honest with, that's that person. Our entire relationship, we've had separate lives. We've had, I don't mean to say separate lives, but like we've stayed connected to our old lives and didn't get the other person so involved in that life that they then become... It's enmeshment. I mean, that's the clinical do, do, term, but it's... Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, when one person clings on to that mm-hmm. other person's, all their friends, well, and they become... codependency. Like, yeah, we don't do that. We. It is very important to me that my wife go out with her girlfriends, spend a weekend in a fucking... She used to you know, go to the Roosevelt with her girlfriends, spend a couple nights in a hotel or whatever, and just go and get away from me. That's important. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I. And again, that's not... That's not a personal thing. No. There's this marriage therapist. He wrote this book called The Passionate Marriage that I read in college. and But he talks about having individuation within the relationship. And so many people, I think, like you just said, they just smother each other. Yeah, I have friends who like, uh, dude, I wouldn't let my wife do that. I wouldn't let my girlfriend do that. I'm like, why the fuck? I'm like, I, when I do love we start and trust the shit out of my people? wife. Yeah. Like, I look, I know my wife well enough that she's not going to go out and bang some dude. You know what I mean? Like that that's if, not going to happen. If you're worried about that, then, there's probably then another there's, issue. Exactly. I'm totally fine yeah. with her going and having like she comes back to me a better person. This is just personal. This is mm-hmm. this works for me. I would I wouldn't tell anybody else like No, I'm going to go out and say this actually works for everybody. <laughs> I don't know, as a but therapist, it works. And if it you're not doing us. this, you need to do it. It works for us. It's very important. We we break cuz now we have two kids. We have a 4-month-old and a, and a 2-year-old. And we now we we can't do the whole weekend thing and I'm gone for whatever. So we can't do that anymore. But now what we do is break up days where I will go I'll go watch dude. I went and watched The Planet of the Apes and I went and watched uh what was the other one? The Lucy and the Guardians of the Galaxy, which was awesome. Guardians of the Galaxy. Did you see it? It's fucking amazing. It was the the best. It was. I'd go off on a whole, but like that's what I do. She does other things. She'll Howard go out duck. with her girlfriend Howard Howard, at the end of it, even. right? Okay. She'll go out with her girlfriends, or she'll go get massage. She does. I don't even care. Like, not that I don't care what my wife is doing, but she's doing things that make her a better person when she comes back to me and back to the. It's case. like you got to sharpen the saw. Hell yeah, dude! I need that time to be a better father. I need yeah. that time to be a better husband. I need to check out every once in a while. This doesn't happen all the time, but I'm all for it. Like, if your husband's cool with it, ask him. Yeah, I mean, and tell like, him why. We're assuming her husband's a great guy. Maybe not. Maybe he's a douche, and he's like, I work all the time. That's what Colleen talked about in the last podcast. That it's maybe possible. he is. It's possible. So, but we're not assuming that, Felicia. We're assuming that you know you said that you love him and you're in a happy marriage. So he probably will be like, you know, you might even present it to him and say, Hey, hun, I was thinking like, why don't we both think of things that we both want to do? do. And you do your thing with your friends, and I can do. So then it doesn't feel like you're saying I need I a break need. from you. Yeah, but he'll just experience the break and be like, "Oh, that's cool." Yeah, that's a great idea, honey. Like, because if you go him and and say, "Look, I need time away," he's gonna take that. <laughs> he break. He's take gonna be like, "He's gonna be what the fuck?" But if you say, "I think it would be great for us, our kids, and our relationship if you went away for a little bit and you put together a nice little weekend or whatever it is, mm-hmm. and I did the same thing," um, then then I think that that would be, he'd be really, at least he should be really open to that. He should be. Um, I mean, I, I would be, um, but that's, 
you but know, you're I, awesome. No, that that's just me. Like you're I'm, a Renaissance man, Paul Gordon. I, I don't know about that. I'll take it, <laughs> but um, I don't get the jab at the end though. I'm a better parent than him. I don't get that. Well, I think we all think that we're better. Look, we, look, and that's just the truth. My wife thinks she's uh, better at, and and it's not like I'm better than him. It's just like, oh, I do a better job. He should do it my way. This is actually I why think, I wanted you to ask this yeah. question because we didn't know. We were like, uh, yeah, no, no, we don't like, want to do I, that. I'm like, well, why are you making the bottle of milk like that? He likes it like this, you know. Like we both think that the way that because it's like anything. It's the way that you brush your teeth, mm-hmm. right, is the way that you brush your teeth. And when your boyfriend brushes his teeth and you guys live together, you'd never tell him, hey, you're brushing your teeth wrong, right? You just – so long as his breath was clean and, and fine. But when you're raising this thing and you're like, you should do it my way. And she's like, no, no, no. You should do it my way. Then you're going to have the – So you've had kind of these – Arguments or not arguments, but conversations with your wife. Oh yeah, we we joke about it. We always joke about it. Like we we think it's funny. We think it's funny that like we both think that we're better at certain, not at everything. We are we are great co-parenters. Where my my uh, my father, who uh, you know in the last couple of years had a uh, rekindling relationship with. We spent a, a week with my whole family down the shore. We we went off on this tangent, or we went off on this this shore house, and we got you know I have a huge family. There was like fifty people in a shore house together, two shore houses. And my dad called me up, and he just wanted to say, "I'm so proud of you, not just as a father, but as as a parent. You and Kit work so well together in that." You can almost, it's like a sixth sense of knowing when that person's at their breaking point and just stepping in and taking over. Mm. And like, that's what I mean. Like we're, especially with raising our kids, we're like simpatico. Like we are, but we're also two fairly competitive people. That's such bullshit. We're like, you're like super competitive. Like, like, yeah. 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 And we both think that. You know, our way is the right way. That's yeah. Who's but we don't we don't fight about that at all. Like, there's no fights about like well, you should be doing it this way. It's more like ha ha ha. Maybe joke about it, Felicia. Yeah, That's joke a, about maybe it. joke about it and see how it goes over. But and, I would be honest if you feel like you need a break, tell him he needs a break too. And and you know what? Probably if you think he's not going to do a good job, guess what? You're going to come back and it's all going to be fine. Yeah, definitely don't go away together because that shit is expensive to get someone to watch your kids <laughs> for a weekend and then go on vacation too. Who is this? Is totally random. But I was thinking, who's your football team? The Eagles, Philadelphia Eagles. Oh yeah, yeah. die hard. Who college team? Do you have a Penn State? Penn, I don't. They raped a bunch of children. Oh Penn! St- oh, there was that. Yeah, there was that. Yeah. Did um, you play football? I did. Yeah, I mean you. Yeah, you're a huge muscly guy. Like oh, you have to play yeah. football. Um, he just called me fat. He's like, you could have been an offensive lineman. That's what was going no, on. No, no, no. You're not bad at all. No. What's the name of your? You're perfect. Um, actually, you're muscly and you're a little soft in the middle. Yeah, what's the name of your? your, your the fat girl that lives inside of your Bertha. 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 Yeah. Anytime I go for like M and M's or something like that, I'm like, ooh, Bertha's coming out. Is that the name of your fat girl now? Well, too? I took. I took. I totally stole it. From so, you. But oh. I don't tell anybody. It's just in my head. I'm like, oh, here comes Bertha. Well, and I. Well, the reason. <laughs> well, yeah, and I say like, I don't want anybody who's an overweight female to listen to this and be like, well. But like I say, fat girl, because if you're a chubby guy, I'm a fat guy. Like my brother, he's like Mr. Charming. He's a funny guy. But when you're a girl, a lot of times you feel more like, oh, I shouldn't. You know, girls, I think, get the shorter end of the chubby stick, so to speak. Girls get the short end of the stick on like every spectrum of just about Mm -hmm. everything. Okay. 10 million listeners and by 10 million, I mean four just swooned and went, who is this 
perfect, perfect guy. <laughs> you are a Renaissance man. No, no, I didn't know that. Bertha lives in you. I love yeah, it. Yeah, I stole her from you. Just don't know it. She lives in my head. I've just now announced it. Bertha is so big; she can live in both of us. Yeah, she's that's a big on. bitch. It's a big bitch. All right, Felicia. Best of luck to you. Um, yeah, don't be talk honest shit about with your husband. husband. Be honest. Just be on like. As much as it sucks as a guy who's been married for five years, I, I know that's not super long, but like, be, just be honest. Okay, let's do number four. Dear Maddie, what do you do when you realize that the one thing that you could always count on put a smile on your face, does, and it doesn't bring you joy anymore? Now it has become a chore. How do you go about finding a new happy place? This is from Liddy, age 38. We have all females today. Dude, that is like the saddest thing I've ever heard in my life. It just brought me down a little bit. I I was like, oof, punch of the gut. (laughs) I think one of the best things that we can do as human beings is, the word I think of is reinvention. What's funny? I was just going to say, if that thing is heroin, then that's, you know. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, okay, Liddy. If it's it's doing Heroin or crack. An eight ball used to bring me joy, and now I just feel like shit. Then love them eight balls. I've never done one. Are you what? I've never done. I've only smoked pot like twice, and I drank, and that's it. My father, my father would say, he would if you if I ever find out that you're doing fucking drugs, you bet your ass ain't gonna be living in my house anymore. You can just be on your fucking own. So I put the fear of God into me. My Never mom said it. the same thing. I was fucking smoking pot, doing coke, acid, really shrooms. What else? Ecstasy. I've always. Oh yeah, ecstasy. I've kind of wanted in to high have, school. Oh my god, I wanted to do ecstasy and have sex. I did awesome. LSD. I did. I dropped acid at my. I graduated with like like fifteen hundred people. I dropped acid at my graduation. Oh, yeah, it was pretty awesome. My god. Yeah, I was a wow. big kid, but like, dude, that shit is like, I don't do drugs. I haven't done drugs in fucking years. I still smoke pot every once in a while. Will you be honest with your kids about that? Without a doubt. Um, my brother is that way, too. Like, my kids know that their father drank a lot in college. You're going to drink. Like, you, yeah. you can't hide from that. I have nieces and nephews who I'm very honest with now. Like, part of the thing that pissed me off when I was a kid was when, I guess, the, the whole ca- going back to the whole Catholic thing was, like, mm-hmm. feeling like I was lied to. And when people were <laughs> yes. like, if you do cocaine once, you're going to be addicted forever. If you smoke pot once, you're going to be... And, like... You'd smoke it, you do it, and you're like, I'm fucking fine. Like, nothing, ha- I didn't lose all of my friends. I'm not, because I'm not abusing the drug. Um, if I was abusing the drug, then yeah. You also don't seem like an addictive personality to me. I mean, you're really strong willed. Like, that's one of my most, I think, most admirable, th- admirable things about you. That's very nice to say. But Where I did have- that come from? Like, you just always seem like you have this voice of, like, I'm always intuition. right. Yeah, in it's a way. like the it's a curse. Ask anybody that's like really good friends with me. It sucks. I'm an asshole, man. No, no, no. That, no, that, it makes me an asshole. Where did I, that, am, oh, I always have to be right. Where did you get that from? Yes. Was there a moment in your life where you were like, "Fuck it, I'm going to do what I want to do"? No, I, I don't know. Like having seven siblings, and and you're you're like born to compete, and you're always we always called it like you're, we're always in competition for the nipple, like you know. Uh, mm-hmm. We always wanted my mom's attention. Mm-hmm. All of us, every single one of us. Um, so, like, everything was a competition to us. And I, I don't know. Like, at a certain point, you got to say, fuck everybody. I do. And this is what worked for me. Fuck everybody else. The only people that I honestly care, because anybody says, I don't care what people think about me. I do. I legitimately care what people think about me. The people that I love. I care what they think about mm-hmm. me. I want them to always love me. I guess I don't, I don't know what it is, but um, 
I don't know, man. Life is fucking short. I traveled my whole life. I saw a lot of shit. Um, not like bad shit. I just traveled the world at, mm-hmm. at a young age. And it made me realize that at 18, like, everything's a fucking lie. <laughs> It's Drugs a- aren't going to kill you. The Russians didn't want to all kill us. Mm-hmm. Fucking, you know, you go to these places, you th- see these things, you talk to these people. You're like, I always thought traveling the world, like so everybody wants to kill fucking Americans. And if I walked down the street, I was going to die. And if I went into a black neighborhood, people were going to fucking kill me. Like, look, when I was really young, really honest, when I was in uh, like, I'm terribly dyslexic. Like, I, oh, I'm too. I can't read. I can't. I don't have a watch because I can't read a watch. Mm-hmm. I would have to look at a watch like four times to mm-hmm. to read it. I, I have such trouble spelling anything, especially when I'm you know doing anything. Because so I was put in like special classes as a kid because they didn't diagnose me and they just thought I was a fucking idiot. Mm-hmm. And kids would make fun of me and I'd beat them up and I got really sensitive about it. Mm. And um, I got made fun of a lot when I was really young, mm-hmm. like really really young. I don't want to say a lot. I was a popular kid, but at a certain point, I stopped giving a fuck with these kids. Like, I realized they had no effect on my long term because I had, here's what I had. This is the only reason I had forward thinking or forward thought or whatever. I had six siblings who were going to college, graduating college. I was seeing their lives mm-hmm. unfold in front of them. And I realized high school and junior high and all this shit, this ain't it. Like, my it's life isn't. It. And I had that perspective because, like, super close with my family. We're super close. Mm-hmm. So I guess knowing that I I had the perspective that your entire life wasn't high school and junior high and all mm-hmm. that made me – yeah, dude, in high school, I was, I was a really – like, I didn't give a fuck. I told teachers to go fuck themselves. I, I People would say, you owe me homework. I'd be like, eat my balls. Like, I'm not lying to you. <laughs> like, uh, I, I, I've always had a very – I got kicked out of CCD all the time because I always have like a strong pull to right and wrong. Whether I'm right about my right or wrong about my wrong, I've I've felt a pull pull. to one way or the other, which is why you're like, you're so gay friendly. I'm like, it's fucking wrong not to be. Mm. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. it's, it's fucking wrong. It's just, it's not like, Hey, it's, it's kind of, no, it's fucking wrong not to be a human being to another human being. Guy Fieri. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, that oh well, that's we didn't answer Liddy's question yet. <laughs> Which what was the question? Uh-huh. Oh, the happy place question. Let's read it again. When do you realize that the one thing you Sorry, could always buddy. count on that put a smile on your face, what when it doesn't bring you joy anymore? Now it's become a choice. How do you find that new happy place? You know, I mean, buy a dog. That's that's huge. You know, no, no. I actually that's a great. When I know a lot with working with people with depression, sometimes when people are depressed, their animal is the only thing that got them through that. That's great. So I do think there's something to be said for like getting out of yourself, Liddy. Like maybe, maybe you're in a situation. I, I I would say like whether it's not a dog or an animal, try new things. Like volunteer for something. Try to be around some people that maybe have things less fortunate than you do that are going through a different experience that you can relate to and get out of your head. Definitely maybe. put yourself out there. Or like the t- like Matt was saying, take yourself out of your comfort zone. Or The worst or thing you can things. do is hole up yourself and just uh, be miserable. Because you get in that comfortable spot. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of times misery becomes comfortable. Because you're like, I don't want to leave this. It's comfortable here. I yeah. know it. 
I don't have to deal with change. No, I yeah. I fucking hate it, but I don't like nothing's going to change, yeah, so I'm comfortable in feels, my mm-hmm. you know, so I, god, that's a really hard question. I wish I had a great answer for you. I, I just well, I think well, you know, maybe this is why you spoke so much about just kind of the, your inner own inner strength and know it's right and wrong in that. I do think if you you know, really try to go back, Liddy, to what you want at the core of your being, like what you believe is right for you and what you know is wrong for you and try to reconnect in some way, whatever that is for you, whether, you know, maybe think about when was the last time you were really happy, like what was going well in your life. Yeah. Try to maybe recreate some things that were going on right then in your life and maybe those things will make you happy. I think that kind of, if I'm reading this and, and the way that I read it was like the things that did bring her joy mm-hmm. is this thing that's not bringing her joy anymore. So, I mean, just try other things. Like, yeah. you know, just keep, it's... That's tough, dude. Like... I mean, the fact that she wrote the is question... It like work-related or is it like, you know, I'm a... I don't know. You know, I'm not doing what I want to do right now, but I'm working. What do you want to do? Oh, I want my own shows. Like, I don't want to mm-hmm. never in front of the camera, but like, I, I want to sell and produce my own shows. But I just want you to executive produce my talk show now. I would want and to do that. And let's just do that forever. All right. And like work together every day. I would love that. But I'm working towards, it's not like I'm unhappy in work, but I'm mm-hmm. definitely not doing what it is. I want to be doing. Nor but am I, Libby. Nor I work, I. yeah, I work from, from nine to seven at this job that I like what I do, but it's not what I want to do. And then from in the morning and at night, I work on what it is I want to do. Which is like, yeah, that's why yes, I work my, my own day shows. job where I'm doing attorney's dishes <laughs> and shit. No, I'm not kidding. I have a master's degree. And then I'm like, hey, I get home and it's seven o'clock at night. And yeah, I'm tired. It's been a long day, but. Like right now, I feel like I slept 12 hours because yeah. I'm invigorated doing something I love, love to do. Love Yeah. I mean, that's, that's fucking important to know that like if you want something, you have to f- fucking work. You work at it. Uh, to get there. Mm-hmm. And not just work to get there, but like you need to be making money while you, you can do both. Um, like if you want something bad enough, don't spend money on dumb shit. Don't go on vacations. Don't. Do this. Use all your money on that thing that you want. I don't know. I'm no, going, I think... Again, I'm going off. No, this I don't... not answering her question. I'm no, sorry. I think... Well, I think a lot of people think financially... Look, this is from somebody... You know, people know this about my life. I was on a game show. I won like half a fucking million dollars. Hell yeah. That did not make me happy. It helped, but it did not... Because at the time when I won that money... I was still kind of in this like fearful, I wasn't confident in my life. I didn't, I really wanted to pursue a talk show and I was like, but I don't know. So instead I got my master's, which I'm glad I did because I love doing therapy and it's, but it still wasn't the career that I wanted. And it was, you know, six years later, I'm finally at a place where I'm really like, or five years later, hitting the ground running, doing, and I'm actually, I have less money than I did then, but I'm way, way happier than I was the day that I, I know people are like, whatever, Matt, fuck you. But I have that perspective. And so I, you know, I think it's really like, I guess when I say, think about the things that make you happy, like the deep things that make you happy, whether it's like, I really like, it sounds stupid, but like, let's say you're, I don't know if you're, you're single and you're sad because you want children, like go volunteer at a hospital and like, whole babies and stuff like that. That could like be fulfill that part of you. Fucking hey, there are tons of, and I used to do it all the time, but there's tons of kids in hospitals who, it doesn't matter that you don't know them, 
there's sick kids in hospitals just to go off that and mm-hmm. like, go visit those kids yeah. they don't care they just want to see people and they want uh people to think like oh my god there's a person here taking time out of their mm-hmm. day it means the world to them mm. I don't you made me hit on it Sorry. i think i really do believe people a lot of times use the word i'm not happy when they don't feel like they're contributing to i think the world i think that's a big core like whose life are you making better? Cause I'm telling you now, if you start to try to do that in some way, like whether it's in a relationship, whether yeah. it's to, you're going to feel better. The other, yeah. The other thing I'd suggest is start working out. Oh yeah. It works for yeah. me. Honestly, I feel yeah. like a different human being when mm. I work out. Because- are you an eight ball? Fucking <laughs> <laughs> the kids. It's true. Now y'all don't see this, but I have written out kind of, I, I type the questions out and then I have like a time limit. So now we're supposed to be 20 minutes in. <laughs> How far are we in? An hour and 20. All right. Yeah, Matt. whatever. I'll edit. It'll be less than that. But um, all right. This is our celebrity shit the bed moment, which we, you know, there was something you said earlier. And I was like, oh. Emmys? Yeah. You want to talk about the Emmys? Like, sure. I don't care. Whatever you want to talk no, about. No, this is actually, I actually asked the guests, like, what is like the. We so, could talk about Ferguson. You want so, to go there? The Ferg. Oh. <laughs> We can if you want. We can. T- this is a celebrity no, it's just, shit. Oh, this is celebrity shit. The bed. I think there's a well, shit ton of celebrities on both sides of the fence who are shitting the bed by not speaking up about Ferguson. I thought I'd, at the Emmys you'd hear at least one person mm-hmm. say something. Now tell our audience Ferguson. Well, you took your audience up. Tell just, tell people so they don't if they don't know. What so there is. was a policeman who shot an unarmed seventeen year old. Yeah. I don't know how in, you would not know about this in St. Louis, uh, and and killed them. And the people of Ferguson are awfully pissed off about it. Like, I don't care what side of the fence you fall on. I'm not here to debate any His of name that. Was, like, was killed Michael Mike Brown? 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 I, I believe Brown. so. Yeah, Mike Brown. Here is my two cents, and, and it's just my two cents on, on that thing. I have two boys. Uh, I was a boy myself. And, like... I see all this shit on Facebook, and this is where, like, it kind of gets me. It gets me. I'm like, how the fuck can people say that i don't know what it means to be a cop i don't know what it's like to be a cop i have no fucking idea what it's like to be a cop i have no idea what it's like to be fearful for your life but this is all i'm going to say on it on on my opinion of it i don't care if a cop shot my unarmed 17 year old son someone's gonna fucking die yeah i'm gonna go kill a motherfucker i would feel that way about my nephews and if I, mean, I didn't get nep- some sort of justice, I'd burn some shit down. I'd be like, you got to be fucking kidding me. My nephew's 16. This so is all, like, that's all I'm saying on on that. Like, like you have to, that's, that's as basic as we can get here, that if you can't understand that anger, that if, like, I'm thinking about it now, it gets me fucking angry. Like, if someone mm-hmm. shot, I don't care if my son just raped a school bus full of puppies. If he doesn't have a gun on him, if he's unarmed, whatever, you don't fucking shoot someone. You don't kill him. You don't fucking kill him. He's 17, 17 years old. And then they released that video of like him roughing up some guy at a cigar store. If you got shot every time, if I got shot every time I roughed somebody up when I was 17, well, dude, I would have died 110 yeah, times. When they're in a, yeah, so many teenagers. Are, we all, especially, you're just a kid. He's fucking 17. He's seven. Think about what you. I'm not did saying when anything because I just agree with you. I don't. I don't know what else I can add. I just. I don't like it. Don't, I, I. I can't. I can't. It angers me. It does. That like it's turned into something else because 
fucking news and these assholes want to turn it into something else. It's very fucking simple. A 17-year-old, white, black, Hispanic, Asian, it don't fucking matter. Gay, straight. If you're fucking unarmed and you get shot by a fucking cop, mm-hmm. fuck you. Cops in the wrong. I don't know what it means to be a cop. And, and apparently everybody there said, and I can only go off of what eyewitnesses said, the kid wasn't attacking the fucking cop. He had his it's, hands it's up. in the air. Yeah. I have anger because I have two boys who are going to be 17-year-old boys. And if this is the way it is now, who the – what – you know, like it's yeah, scary. I, just, I mean, and it thinks, you know, people are – y'all probably – we haven't talked to this yet, but we should say like – well, I don't know if it matters. I was going to say Paul Gordon's a white guy like me. Yeah. But it's all – I mean, it, it, yes, it is a race thing. I'm not going to – I mean, because, I mean, you know, I've talked to – I remember the first time when I was in um, – college because i grew up in the south in small town where pretty much everybody was white so you had a dairy you grew up in the big city but i remember the when i was in college the first time i realized oh somebody who's african-american they were telling me like how their parents told them like this is how you act when a policeman comes around and i went oh i never had my parents never told me anything like that like so i get that like the fact that like it's a double I mean, it is It is because of his race. It is. I mean, that that's factored in. And then so, like, the fact that my child is – that would be somebody – my nephew has been killed because he has – because, well, people with green eyes are going to be more destructive. Or blonde hair. Yeah. I would be – that would be even more infuriating because it wasn't even an evidence-based at all. There was nothing, just subjectivity. But I think it, to make people understand completely – right? Just Just make people understand the anger. Okay, like, like, and this is what I say to any of my uh, really insensitive and some of my bigoted friends, even though they don't realize that they're being bigoted or racist or whatever on, I think that they're just dumb to the fact they're making the whole thing about race. Like, well, black people kill white people. It's like, dude, here's what you have to understand. Just, just cut it down yeah. to the basic, fuck, taking fucking race out of it, right? Just take it out of it. Would you want to go kill this fucking cop? White, if your kid was white, what, would you go? And I know my, my friends, parents wouldn't they care would, what his skin they color go was. kill this motherfucker for like your your seventeen year old son was unarmed and a fucking cop shot. Forget the fact that he's fucking black. Mm-hmm. Like, and then tap into that anger. Imagine that that's your kid. Tap into that anger, okay? And that that anger that like boils inside of me because it is about race. But like to. To try and make my friends understand, it's like, dude, like, if someone shot, what, what the fuck would you do? And like, well, it depends on what he was doing. Like, like I said, I don't care if he just raped a fucking school bus full of puppies. If they're unarmed and got their fucking hands up, fuck you. You are shitting all over every. You're supposed to protect us. Well, and then and, the, and then yeah. the community yeah. at large is saying, man, this ain't the fuck first time. We're sick of it. Mm-hmm. You just want to shoot black people, you fucking asshole. Mm-hmm. So, like, fuck them. That's the way I feel. Fuck them. Fuck them in their fucking ear. That cop should fucking die. I'm sorry, I got a little passion about <laughs> it. Can, I don't okay. know the whole story, and I just jumped the the whole. The I got my Irish up. You see that? Yes, I got my yeah, Irish up. You did. Um. So the cop shouldn't die because that's just as bad. But like, definitely, you should be brought to justice when yeah. an unarmed 17 year old has his hands up. Like, I don't fucking know. Maybe we should just talk about the Emmys. Well, let's go to, since we're almost two hours in, let's go to chatty matty questions, all right? Mm-hmm. Final five. So, question number one. What's your most 
memorable childhood smell? I've been struggling with this because I knew, like, you know, you knew I, know I was going to ask. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I have a lot, but I'd say like the the most predominant one, the one that I love the most, is always like my mom's cooking or whatever. You walk into the house from school and you smell. You know, whatever your favorite meal, it's usually like pasta or we cook crabs or whatever. But um, we had such a big family that anything was a pain in the ass to go anywhere. So we never went out. We didn't go on vacation. We didn't have any fucking money. We mm-hmm. had like no money. Um, but every year we, we go down the shore, down to the Jersey Shore, not the Jersey Shore that's on TV. But, but like the actual pretty beautiful Jersey Shore. We went to an Irish the- one. That was an Italian one. On, oh, okay. on the, so I'm going to be like insanely East Coast racist. There were no fucking Guido Ace Goombas <laughs> down where we were. We went down to our shore. There was the, it's very segregated back east, by the way. Very. People think of like Massachusetts as really like. No, it's not. Massachusetts is fucking racist. Way racist. So way. is Philadelphia. So is fucking yeah, New York. It's all East Coast. Yeah. Um, but it's also very understand. Whatever. Yeah. I'm, I'm going off another. Anyway. Favorite smell. Favorite smell is when we would hit the. Uh, uh, Egg Harbor Bridge. Um, it's this bridge that you go because Seattle City's on a peninsula, so you you have to drive over this bridge. We'd put down every window in the car, and you'd smell the bay, and that mm. just meant like oh, there's something about that smell, man. That like even if you're fighting with your because you're in a car for two hours, and like everybody's fucking miserable, and you're fighting and you're fighting with your sister, and it's hot and it's sweaty, and your brother's been farting and your sister's been farting. It's just awful. Right, it's packed with fucking clothes and everything else, and that they, dude, we roll down the windows, and all of a sudden, everybody got along, like because we're all happy to be, because you smelled the bay, yeah, and we were all happy to be down there. So it was like an instant. And my family, we all do this. We still all every summer we get a house together. All, all eight kids, my mom, my dad, and then all of uh, twenty what odd nieces and nephews. So your parents get along now? Oh yeah, yeah but yeah. they're divorced. They're divorced. But they get along. That's awesome. My mom's remarried. My dad is not. Um, but uh, but yeah, yeah, they get along. They get along like yours. They get along enough. It's yeah, not like, like they like hang out. Yeah, the yeah, they're not. It's not hard for them to hang out or anything like that. They they were really really good to us about like not talking shit on each other. Or, like not that none of that stuff happened yeah, in good. front of us. Um, but that's Irish. You know, that's mm. the. <laughs> You could sit in misery your whole fucking life. You can. You know, like it's something really, I don't know. Oh, I love that. The shore. The shore. shore. Because honestly, when we get down there, we're so fucking at, like all the bullshit. We don't fight down there, man. Like no one does. We don't fight down there. There's no arguments. All the arguments are fun. They're about football or hockey or who broke what. There's no like bullshit arguments Mm -hmm. where like at home, if you go home for Christmas, oh, we fucking hate each other. Mm. We love each other. But the arguments are real because mm. you're stuck in a house and it's cold and all the kids are sick. Christmas, there's like all this pressure. That's why like sure. Thanksgiving, you just eat. The bay. All right. Question number two. Alcoholic drink you can't drink anymore because you got drunker than Cooter Brown. Uh, right? Soco. I can't even fucking smell the shit. Southern Comfort. That's yeah. what I put in my pecan pie. Uh-uh, man. No, That's if you put I'd vomit. Like, the oh, wood, really? I, get, I get like that the, in the back of your jaw, like the water. Uh-huh. Even if I smell it, like that... that you know when you know you're going to mm-hmm. vomit and that water like, starts getting like wet in the back of your jaw uh-huh. and you're like, oh, it's coming up. How old were you? Whew, mm-hmm. 13. <laughs> 13. You know, 12, wow. 13 Was it the old. first thing you really drank? No, no. First time I got drunk, drunk, I was eight. That sounds bad. Oh, uh, yeah. my fat baby. Yeah, yeah, I was eight. And I I'm not lying. I fat baby because I have a fat, fat baby. baby. Yeah, yeah, I'll show you later. Not um, you. 
uh, it has less to do with being Irish and more to do with having six older siblings and them throwing parties when my parents. No, were my gone. brother's the first person who got me drunk. Yeah, and then so so they but their fr- like they weren't getting me drunk. Their friends thought it was funny to get a fucking eight year old drunk. It's not like it ruined me. It's not like I was getting drunk every weekend. I got drunk once when I was yeah. eight, but. Uh, I'd say pretty steadily from like 13 to 30, I was getting drunk. I was getting drunk. Kind of on a regular basis. I did a lot in high school, too. Yeah. I would go to school. I'd put a little like rum in my Dr. Pepper. Oh, look at you. I never did that. I got student of the year. Nice. I never did. You either drank or had sex with women in high school. So what do you think I did? Had sex with drinks? (laughs) Pretty much. (laughs) Pretty much. I uh, I did both of those things, though. It, well, I, th- I thought you were a virgin. I was. It wasn't. I, yeah. just, oh, just tan jobs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's what we're talking So if I ever make you pecan pie, I won't make it with Southern Comfort, I promise. I don't need any more pie. <laughs> Let's be honest. Let's be honest. Okay, now totally switching the other direction. When are you most inspired? This is another question. I wanted to know, like, like okay, so I am always most inspired at fucking midnight when I'm about to fall asleep. I don't have a pen or a paper or anything else. And I'm like, ah, shit. I have to go to sleep. Like, I ha- like it's not like I'm, oh, I'm going to get up and write some shit. I have to get up and take care of fucking kids the next day. Like, that, when, I, when I have nothing to write my shit down or do my shit or, or do anything about it, that is when I, when I am in a spot where I can't do anything about it is when I get most inspired. That's when I get most inspired. Um... You know, I, I, that's that's the God's why do you honest think, truth. Why do you think that it's just... Because it's the only time that I really stop. It's when I stop. I'm laying mm. in bed and I stop and a lot of really good shit comes to me. It's the only time you really... Um, uh, uh, I really, uh, uh, I guess, take time for myself is like those last couple minutes before you mm-hmm. go to bed. And um, you're like, oh... Because I don't know about you. I don't know how you fall asleep. I don't know what your pattern is. But mine is, I think about throwing a football, something boring, right? But it's like mm. a really pleasant memory for me of throwing mm. this football. And it puts me to sleep in like two minutes. So if I can't get to that thought of throwing a football, mm-hmm. it's because all of these things are rushing into my head. And I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm in fucking bed. I can't turn on my iPad because I'm going to wake up my wife. You know, I can't go and run out of... Because I'm gonna like I need to sleep because the that's kid's like gonna med- be up in that's two like hours. Sports meditation. Yeah. No, seriously. Like, well, it's, you know, it's, a lot it's of people think like, I can't meditate, but think about like a memory of like without oh, a doubt. It's also it's kind of like counting sheep for me because yeah. it's like I'm doing the same thing. I bet my brother would could relate to that. Yeah, it's just like a really good and uh, if I thought about hitting a tennis ball because I do play. T- I'm not great, yeah. but I love 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 tennis. Without way. a doubt. Huh. Without a doubt, it puts me right to sleep. Throwing a football. I don't know why. And I could be throwing it into a trash can. I could be throwing it to my brother. I could be on a beach. I could be on a street. It really doesn't fucking matter. I could be the the quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles. If I'm doing the motion in my brain, I'm 15, 30 seconds. Don't go to sleep. Don't no. think about it too much. No. I love yeah. – Paul Gordon, you are a renaissance man. I'm putting that in the when I write this thing. <laughs> um, all right. Number four. Weirdest place you had sex. Or you can do Celebrity Crush, but – I kind of want to hear the first one, but you can do, you can answer what you choose because I understand you're married. I am married and I love my wife. Uh, I was single for 28 years. I didn't like define weird. 
I mean, where's the weirdest place you ever had sex? I uh, the people always ask. It. I had sex in a movie theater once. That's not weird, dude. So I mean, that's totally normal. So I think for some people, one like I got my first wristy in in a movie theater because wait, what wait, are you going to do? Wait, 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 you called it a wristy? I call it an old fashioned, but I thought <laughs> that no one would no one would know what that means. My sex terms are awesome, that's, by the way. Like they, I have this whole East Coast, you know, kind of Philly lexicon that no one else gets into. Like the 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 it's a great thing about the East Coast cities, like the the Boston, the New York, the Philadelphia, the Baltimore, um, even a Providence. Like we have all these nicknames for sex, and when you meet the P, when you get up there, I have cousins from Boston, and they call things different things. You're like, oh, I'm gonna steal that. I'm gonna bring it down here. But we have so many names for everything. Yeah, everything. Like, so many fucking names. Well, so, okay, well, like, uh, last week, uh, with the podcast with Drew and Colleen, like, she said, (laughs) her response, she said, you know those concrete tubes? Again, not weird. Like, and it actually made sense when people explain, like. Where are you going to go? You're 13, 14, 15 years old. So, I guess. So yeah, I mean yeah. So I n- n- nothing like I don't know for some people in public. I don't know a lot of people done maybe, it. Yeah, see, but I, it's not like I did it once. We did it a lot, you know. Like a park. Look, I am like a fucking fifteen-year-old boy. Still <laughs> love my wife. She's fucking crazy. I've said this. She's crazy hot. I want to have sex with her. Like that's good all the time. That's good. We both. God, I'm putting her on blast. We both have high. Sex drives. It's one of the things that's that, good. You know, you like to make babies. Still, after ten years, we're that's, still not just good. Bad. We like to practice uh, making babies. I think though too that directly correlates to, um, you know, a lot of people say for sometimes yes, your sex drive has nothing to do with what's emotionally happening, but it does surprise me that you told me you have a, a has sex drive with you and your wife because you've also talked about how you communicate really well and you understand one each other, and so it's just another like. I really think that a lot of times what's happening in the bedroom is symptomatic or reflecting what is happening in your relationship. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think that's definitely, I mean, it sounds not that like Paul Gordon has a wonderful life, but it does sound like things are going well for you. Dude, I have a, and I'm not, I have a great life and I love, I love my children. I love my wife. I love my dog. I love my job. I love my family. I have a really great life. Uh, I also have shitty times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like anybody so, else. But yeah, yeah. no, I've I've a fucking I'm blessed. I've seen you in a bad mood in a hanger. <laughs> trying to fucking stack cups. Well, I guess then who was your first celebrity crush that you were like, she's my dude, I've a thousand and one. You know, like the I'm first trying... like when you're a kid. Like mine was Paul Abdul. No, actually mine was Debbie Gibson. Not Debbie like No, Paul oh. Abdul really was like the first person. Who's the first person you had a poster of in your room? Mine was oh. Paul Abdul. It might have been Lisa Bonet. Like, fucking, oh. She's still sexy as hell. Like, like she is, she's the She's married to the guy who was on Game of Thrones, who's now going to be in. um, Which guy? The guy, no, yeah, the guy who's going to be Aquaman in the new Justice League movie. They're making an Aquaman? Yeah, he's, uh, the guy who, do you watch Game of Thrones? Yeah, love it. Uh, Khaleesi's husband, the like, oh, the big dude. They're making him awkward because they're like, we're gonna make Aquaman a fucking bet. But that's Lisa Bonet. He's like, I don't know if they're husband, but Aquaman they were married. Is like the whitest superhero, and not that that's a, a thing, but he does he have blonde hair? Yeah, but they're like, super- fuck it, we're, we're gonna change it up. I'm fine with it, but like, I don't. I'm not even a fan of fucking Aquaman. I was not. A, I, I knew Green Lantern was gonna suck because to me the comic sucks. Sorry, 
anybody who loves Green Lantern, probably Matt. I, I, no, I like it okay. It's not my favorite. But uh, Celebrity Crush, I have a thousand and one. Always have. Um, I always say I have ten. I have a list of ten. One through five mm-hmm. is my wife. I sound like such a pussy. Wow. It I is. Do. A big pussy. It's, it's, I'm a huge pussy. I don't care. One through five is my wife. Then it goes like Zoe Saldano is in there. She's pretty She's pretty odd. Rosario Dawson has been in there for fucking years. Rachel uh, Bison. Is that her name? Yeah. Beeson? Bison? Bison, yeah. Bilson. Bilson? Diane Lane was for I me, saw her for once in Century time, City, dude. and she is gorgeous in person. Oh, I fucking love redheads. She's beautiful. Lo- my wife is a redhead. Oh, that's Soccer. Why, that's what Paul Gordon loves me. Although, when I think you knew me, I wasn't a redhead. No. Nah. Because that's fake. You're faking. You fake the <laughs> funk. I don't yeah. deal with those faking the funk people. But I have to take care of down below, too. Otherwise, the black guys don't think it's real. You die. Oh, yeah, dudes? I do. Yeah, totally. Really? Yeah, because then they see it's real, and then that's what the guys are like, what? I can't believe I just said that. I'll keep that in, though. I won't take it out. Really? Maybe I'll take it out. That's a lot. <laughs> that's like a, that's a full commitment. Do you that's do the eyebrows, commit- too? I always do my eyebrows, yeah, because you don't want it to look fake. Well, what about like when the beard starts my to My beard is red. Bit? So my, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. my my beard is actually really fun. That's where I got the idea to color because my grandma Maybell, she's Irish, so like full on redheaded. Oh, redheads, Matt. But she's like, <laughs> and then my dad's Scottish. His family's Scottish, so but my beard is like orange, bright red, and that's when I'm going to color my hair that. And it's just hey, whatever whatever gets the fellas. Hey, in commercials, so it's happening. And commercials. Well, all right. Speak. Well, last one. What makes your heart happy? Uh, it's definitely my family. Yeah, like yeah, they, I don't know if you. Yeah, it's pretty obvious. Pretty obvious. You know, um, uh, definitely my my whole your wife my extended is gonna family. make love to you after this podcast. I don't know. I've said some shit gonna... on here that she's probably gonna be pissed about. I'm sorry, baby. I didn't. You know me when I get into these. You know, bleh. Uh, you and I haven't talked it. to anybody in forever, so this has been built up. It's like a dam that just you know, uh, but you know, kids are fucking really hard and a lot of times you don't think like you're you're not getting like when the fuck is this gonna start yeah being good for me but the fact like i like i said i had three weeks with Mm -hmm. uh, three weeks down so i spent it with uh uh my two sons i was mr mom for for uh for three weeks four weeks um my kiss makes my son my son's pain go away like that makes my heart happy that I have like, daddy, I hurt my finger. You want me to kiss it? Yeah. Kiss it better. Kiss it all better. Thanks dad. Like that. And this is a kid who just crayoned his whole fucking room. Okay. Like, like there's crayon everywhere. Broke every toy. Woke up my other son, uh, shit on the floor. Cause I'm trying to potty train him. <laughs> Pissed somewhere, punched my dog and like you're at the you know you're at the end of your rope and it's really really fucking hard. But the fact that like that makes my heart happy that I have that that I have two of two of them two amazing kids who you know I have the power to make feel better with a kiss like that's pretty fucking mm-hmm. awesome. And I have a wife who also has that power over me like a hug or just her smell or whatever it is can make a shitty day go away. You know what I mean? Like that's mm-hmm. that's pretty fucking awesome. And that's not bullshit. And I know I'm full of shit, but uh, that's that's the truth, Maddie. Mister Romantic, I'm not you. romantic either. Like I'm a shitty. Uh, a lo- you're a lover. Kids. You're a lover of my wife you and are. kids. Yeah, of your wife and kids. <laughs> the music's playing now. Isn't it? 
We're probably no. Well, it is now because that is it. We're, I'm probably gonna. You're probably gonna be my first two-parter podcast. I, I would that, love. Can I, I think, be? I think that's what we're gonna have to do a two-parter. Wow. There's no. So I wonder if, you're if the Ferguson now, stuff is gonna stay because we were so positive. This whole no, time. we're gonna. It's gonna stay. Really? Yeah, it's gonna stay. I, I want to keep it all. Okay. But yeah. So now, is there anything that you you know if you want people to follow you on Twitter or Facebook or do you? Yeah, give sure two they shits can. Or? No, I don't. I don't care. But you can. I don't really say anything that fun or funny on Twitter or Facebook or no, anything. No, you do more casting stuff. I just do. Hey, here's what I'm doing. If you want to be on a show and win a lot of money, then yeah, uh, tweet Paul. Tweet me. Yeah. At I don't even know what my fucking handle is. <laughs> I don't. At Paul. Gordon. I don't fucking know. I don't. Rain set it up for me. I, I have no <laughs> idea. Um, he knows all my passwords to everything, too. So if I ever piss him off, he's just going to take everything. But I say so this to struggling actors all the time. Like, seriously, if you want to become an actor, go on a fucking game show. Because if you win $400,000, guess what that allows you to do? Work on your craft. That's why when actors are like, Look, I'm a serious actor. Uh, I can't be doing this game show. One, why the fuck did you show up? Two, what's his name? Do you know how many actors have been on game shows? But I'm just saying, it may, it's good. There's a reason we do this shit out here. I think people always ask me, too. They're like, how do you get on game shows? What do you do? And I really think that people are thinking, oh, they're actors, so you need to act like you're acting. No. I'm actually, no. I think they're we see actors, right through that. They're people that are comfortable being your... Because I always say, they're just like, what do you do? And I'm like... Look, I remember it was actually minute to win it. Somebody was auditioning and they were like supposed to celebrate and she did a handstand. And I think you said, Would you fucking do that if you were happy? You actually said that. You, you're like, Would you fucking do that if you were happy? Would you do a fucking handstand? And she was like, No. And it's the same thing. I just tell people, I'm myself. You just want to be yourself on like the best day of your life times 10, but it's still you. In all honesty, like, because uh, I've been on four of them. Yeah. Right? I've been on, because I'm like, free money? Fuck yeah. Uh, yeah, let's do that. Free money. It's awesome. The moment, and you know this because you've been on a, on a lot, whether you're like that or not, the moment's going to take you over. There's a fucking crowd, and they're all cheering yeah. for you, and there's lights, and it's warm, and you're just like pumped. It's like if you've ever been in a, like a, a sports game. or It's exhausting. It is. It's exhausting. And you get caught up in the whole thing because you're like, holy shit, I kind of fake have $100,000 in a fake bank right now. Yeah. And if I get this right, I'm going to really lose my fucking shit. Yeah. Because, um, you know, $100,000 isn't what it used to be. Well, then give it to me. Then, yeah. Again, I, I sound like a dick. You're not a dick. You're a very sweet person. You're very, I will put on the website Paul Gordon's Twitter. I will find it, and I'll put it on the website so you can click to the link. So if you want to email me directly to ask about being on a game show, I'm not going to answer those because I just did. Be fucking <laughs> um, but if, how many have you been on? I've been on three. Do you know how many I've been on three you've games. been approved we're not going to talk about that. We are going to talk about if you have any questions, you can go to talktomatmar.com. Fill out the little form, send in your questions. We're a little I'll submit a question. question. I'll submit a question under a fake name with fake, but it won't be a fake question. It'll be a real one. That's what I tell people to do. I hope, I'm assuming Kiki and Carrie and, and Felicia and Liddy, I, I really hope those are your fake names because those are the names that you gave me. And um, there's a blog, you can read about that kind of stuff. Oh, hey. 
review. Like if you can go on iTunes, people, and write a review because I want to get news and noteworthy. You only have like seven weeks to do that when you're for a podcast. So okay. go like go to your iTunes account, pull up your Maddie Show, write a review. I would love that. This does not feel like two hours of podcast. No. So I love you so much. Thank you so, so much Thank for doing this. Thank you for having this. me. Good. I'm glad. Yeah, we'll see you next week. See you next week. Okay, bye. Bye. Hey, y'all. So this week, Paul Gordon and I, we got to talking. We taped about two and a half hours of footage, and I know that's a long show. So we're doing something special this week. You just listened to the, the regular Dear Maddie podcast with Paul Gordon. But stay tuned. On a couple of days coming out, we're going to – if you're subscribed, you're already going to get it. It's going to be Behind the Mic, Dear Maddie Behind the Mic with Paul Gordon. It's just going to be some of the stories that might not have to do with the questions that listeners wrote in today. But just get a little bit more of the show if you want to listen in. If not, you can see next week for the next week's show. Okay? Bye, y'all. Bye, <laughs> y'all.